passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Door. Bumper. Clear. You're listening to Door Bumper Clear presented by Offer Pad. I'm Brett Griffin, and today we'll cover all the drama from the Roval. Chase Elliott versus Kevin Harvick. Round two. Ding, ding. No black flag for the nines bumper cover. What? If Tyler Reddick costs William Byron the win and much, much more. I hear we got a new intro this week, too, so let's go. Through the door. The best on the stand and the best in the booth. Stumbling the Monday to tell you the truth. Giving the opinions and breaking the rules. Good call to the holler to bring it to you. Casey, you pretty. Freddie, you fat. TJ, you suck. Brighton so bad. Jason is pacing, kind of fight in this race. And if someone don't crash, and he's gonna go mad. Looking for Freddie, he's killing the bottle. Casey is making messes like a toddler. Tweet something stupid, then don't even bother. Brett's gonna block you like TJ is a spotter. See them online, throw FF in the chat. Tell Rick where to stay off the track. All of the podcasts are living in fear. This isn't the download, it's still bumper clear nah don't get it twisted baby this isn't the download nah this is door bumper clear hey everybody i'm pj majors father of the two cup car and welcome to the bojangles studio we are so lucky to have breakfast every morning i i I really enjoyed my sausage biscuit with bow rounds yeah, the bow route, I forgot how good they are. They are amazing. Brett Griffin, spotter this past weekend for A.J. Amendinger, race winner on Saturday. I was not spotting on Saturday, but on Sunday I was, man. We finished second stage one, had a rocket, ended up losing a freaking motor before the end of the race. Running top five, had a rocket. Casey, how are you this morning? I am great. I will say uh, shout out to producer Jason for showing up to the track hungover, I believe. No, that's not true. Uh, let me tell you something. Jason came in my suite and you know, I'm, I'm Jason and I are both kind of red. We have a red complexure, uh, (laughs) (laughs) no matter what happens, he walks in and and I'm like, he and Alex walk in and, and, uh, they're waiting on Ward Burton to get there. Right. Jason is just hung over. Like you can tell he's dying. And, and Alex and Ward were like, Jason, get it together, man. Like, 
Um, so I actually didn't know you could drink enough White Claws to fill that bad, Jason. I have not drank White Claw in probably a year now. It was so yeah. Don't stuff. worry, I've made up for it. For hey, him. it was <laughs> Thomas Rhett, Cole Swindell had a concert Friday night. We had to celebrate and drink to it and celebrate Freddie's win. That's what I was doing. I was trying to celebrate for Freddie. So tell us how much of that concert you remember, Jason. Well, apparently Brad Keselowski and Truex were on stage at some point during Thomas Rhett's set. I have no recollection of that. I saw a picture <laughs> of that. I was like, wow, I had no idea. I would have clearly noticed that if i had been paying attention i'm actually pretty proud of you thank you i'm proud that you like owned up to it i mean he's going to a racetrack so i think that's <laughs> fine what ward say to you oh boy you look like you hunting yeah <laughs> so that's that picture i tweeted you'll see that alex and jason are smiling and ward's lips are closed Ward actually was talking his lips just weren't <laughs> yeah. moving uh but no it was it was cool it was good to see uh Good to see you boys at the racetrack for a change. Uh, what'd you do all weekend, Miss uh, Miss Boat? I babysat. I watched some racing. I did some work. I kept the house clean for everybody who tagged me in places all over the world. Um, my house is definitely spotless. I could show you pictures of me cleaning if that's if you insist. Um, you preparing for another one? You know. <laughs> For everybody listening, we just had a whole conversation about them thinking I'm pregnant, and I can confirm that I am not pregnant, so if rumors start flying, no, not pregnant, Chad, not pregnant. I hope Chad's not pregnant. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a big deal. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> she does not like that topic. <laughs> Freddie's not here today. Why is Freddie not here? Yes. Freddie is hungover, right? Is that the case? Still drunk? No, Freddy he's at the uh, next gen test. Super excited. Why are you not there, there, TJ? I figured you guys would test. Are you allowed? <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to let us anywhere near there. <laughs> oh. Well, I know that uh, the college guys had a race car out there, and it, it seems like a lot of teams are obviously going, and a lot of drivers are going to show up and, and drive their cars. So, like for college, they're going to have AJ. Uh, and Justin Haley kind of split the seat time in that car. I think you'll see Gibbs do something similar with their drivers. Uh, obviously, you know, you look at the playoffs now, it's it's pretty much a three-team show, or it is a three-team show uh, with, with Penske, Hendrick, and Gibbs. So, obviously, all their drivers are going to be jumping in and out of that car. It, uh, it, it It's hard for me. Like, if I look at Bubba Wallace last week, he wins this race, and you realize that you're never going to see that particular car on the racetrack again. Like, do they give Bubba that car since he won in it? Or does Denny put it in his game room with his Daytona 500 cars? I mean, he has room for it. Yeah, I don't know. I think that that's a tough. Um, I think the the first it's two. It's the company's first win, and I mean, does Michael get the car? <laughs> maybe <laughs> you know? Michael gets the car. Yeah, maybe they'll be I in mean, their shop, aren't they? They're building a shop in Huntersville, so maybe they put it in there and put it on display. I mean, but literally, I mean, that car is is probably a three or four hundred thousand dollar car by the time they're done with all the man hours and the engine package, and yeah, and this thing is worth nothing other than the fact that it's Bubba Wallace's first winning car, which is worth a lot. That's what I'm saying. It's Bubba's first win. Which majority of the time, I would say, when a driver gets their first win, they get a lot of them gotten their cars. But being a company's first win too. Oh, Denny, Denny versus Bubba, who gets it? Versus Michael. Yeah, yeah. Versus my. I mean, if Michael wants the car, Michael gets the car. I saw the rest of that. It's Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael wants three of the tires. You give him three. <laughs> you do you sound whatever. like uh, Freddie with Denny Hamlin right now. I'm just saying that's Michael Jordan. You, if you know, if Michael says. You know, hey, I want the the fuel cell on my front porch. You put it there. 
So, <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about Charlotte because I I have to say it's a great city. I mean, <laughs> the Charlotte race. Didn't think I had to uh, be specific <laughs> on that one. I we you know we are on to the round of eight. Surprised? Well, we'll talk about this later. But surprised? Got to be the... surprised. He, he didn't see all these Penske cars making that dive eight. I did, man. Uh, props to you guys. I, I didn't even have you guys really going far at all, kind of because of that lame duck situation you're in. Obviously, Talladega, huge swift shift there. A swift shift. <laughs> that was to, a, uh, a nice to swift to, to shift. solidify yourself in there, man. I, I mean, look. I look at these points right now after this reset, and there's only one guy with a big cushion. And in years past, we've had kind of one, maybe two, maybe even two and a half, three. This year, it's like, man, Larson needs to go out here and not dig himself in a hole. And if he does that, he's going to be in the championship in Phoenix because obviously we know how much speed he's had at mile and a half. Two of these three tracks are mile and a half. Um, man, these guys, these other seven guys – are going to have to really get after it. And nobody's out of it by any means. I mean, Brad's, I think, 16 out. Um, you know, Denny's his plus seven or whatever that margin is is super small. There's no room for error. Like, you look at the Xfinity Series, and obviously I can speak to this one personally, Jeb Burton went out and made a huge error at Las Vegas. It made him not advance to the next round in the Xfinity Series playoff. If any of these seven guys make a huge error in the next two weeks, they will be in a must-win situation at Martinsville because these points are so freaking tight. And stage points are going to be more than ever. I mean, and Larson's not safe. He has a bad race. He's going to be right there. You know, he has a he definitely has a little bit of a cushion to have, you know, a loose wheel, you know, a, a tire up, any, you know, a flat tire, a battery issue. Who knows? And if you're those seven guys – you're going to race each other very hard because you know how important the points are among each other. But also, if you're those seven guys, you're going to try to pressure Larson into making a mistake so that he can have a bad race, so that you can handicap him a little bit. Because, I mean, look, this guy's got seven wins on the season, okay? He could have easily won three or four more races. He's got a lot of second-place finishes out there. He wrecked at the Daytona Road Course to start the season with a car that was going to win the race there by making a mistake. So, I mean, this could be a double-digit win season for Larson. Still could be. we got four races left. Um, but but he's still he's still the guy to beat with Denny Hamlin right on his heels. I mean, you look at what Denny did at Vegas. He goes out and wins the race. Um, man, those guys are they're hot right now. But if you have one wrong thing happen on pit road, whether that and be it's a, happened before. Oh, it's happened before. You're leaving your pit box and here comes, you know, a car that is running twenty fifth coming around your nose and you hit each other like you have to execute at a very high level, and that is every single person on that team. Yep. The next three races are no mistakes. And no mistakes. TJ, you guys almost didn't make it on. How many people tried to spin you do you have how many a, people a did spin yeah <laughs> do you have a, li- a list of, i guess the, the better question is how many people didn't i think that might be shorter um well brett didn't that's a good thing uh, i never really saw you behind me most of the day yeah well whenever you stayed out we pitted yeah and then once we got once we got shipped from that position um we were just right i mean playing it smart we had a little bit of a buffer so we were just going to try to grab a few stage points in each stage if we could and we were in position to do that in the first stage, and you know we're single file going to the not even racing into the bus stop, and Bowman just, I guess, decided he didn't want us in front of him anymore, and drove through Brad. So, but I don't. Alex doesn't really race like that. I think 
I think he, you know, it's easy to get checked up a little bit and, you know, get bumped. And I definitely don't think it was anything malicious, but you still did it, Alex. Um, uh, that's you're on thing. my list. I mean, <laughs> you, you, it, it is a racing deal, but at the end of the day, it's an error that can, can screw your day up. Oh, it made our day way more exciting than I wanted it to be. Then we get back there and we're two wide down the backstretch with the 40, 37 or 47, 47, I believe. And the 34 decides three wide into the bus stop. It's going to be good. We're already two wide. So, and we're not even, we're just getting to the braking zone. He drives it on in there. And, and, um, but that, the first spin puts you in position to be around stuff like that. And that's when your day can go really bad real easily and it did i mean we got spun out again and then we're out and then you know the 24 can't win well he's leading oh great so there was a lot of a lot of ups and downs right there and until um we had harvick we still had harvick beat um it you know as long as the 24 didn't win i think uh or i forget there were so many things happening there was a lot of scenarios happening we we had Harvick beat by like four or five points still, but when he wrecked is whenever it um, that's what really made it a lot easier for us. Then we were basically just racing the nineteen, if the twenty four won. So and yeah. he wasn't leading at that point, and so we were, but we were just trying to protect ourselves and build a buffer with the nineteen. And when he got spun out, it put us in front of him pretty easily. So we we didn't race Texas in the spring in the form of an actual race, but we did run the All Star race there. You go back and look at it. Penske had three cars in the top five in that race in Texas. They had the two twenty two and twelve finish second, fourth, and fifth. But you go back to our most recent mile and a half, which was Las Vegas. They only had one car in the top five, and and that was Blaney. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in these next two mile and a half because we know how strong those freaking Hendrick cars have been, but you're only really worried about two of them. You're not worried yeah. about all four of them. Yep. Um, and, then, and then obviously we know that the Gibbs guys have been strong. I mean, their Vegas outing the last mile and a half, they finished first, third, and fourth. Pretty pretty solid uh, effort. All three of those guys are in the playoff, you know. So what what do you think you've got to do, TJ, to to advance? I mean, I know you want to win, but what do you think has got to happen? Because you're the, you're the guy with nothing to lose realistically. Um, I think you just be smart. You take stage points when you can. And you minimize your risks versus reward because three races, running three perfectly clean races is pretty hard to do. So that's where I think a guy like um, a guy like Brad and some championship guys know how to handle these scenarios and stuff. They know not to take a certain risk. And I've seen it with Brad since I've started working with him. He knows he's backed out a few times when I was like, ah, but you know what? It when paid you, off. When, he, he, what you're saying is he backed out at a time when Joey wouldn't have. We, he's definitely backed out a few times when I didn't expect it to. But he like we still ended up where we should have. His approach is just different. And, you know, a guy like Brad, there's a reason why Brad was probably quietly in the championship last year because he does he knows how to put smart races together and not knock the fender off and not, you know, he, he's pretty good about not creating – you know, bad luck for himself getting spun out. I don't know if there's a lot you can do about that. No, but, nothing you know, so, but you know, these guys, I looked at five of the eight guys are past champions and uh, there's a handful of them that have been there numerous times. And it's going to be, I think that does give them guys a little bit of an advantage because they know how to do, 
They know how to take care of their stuff at these, these points. They're not going to take this risk that a guy that, you know, you got guys in this list that haven't won championships, they're probably going to be a little more aggressive. They're going to be – their anxiety level is going to be higher. They're going to be trying a little too hard. They might they, make a move that's going to cost them. They might. So You're right. You never know, though. And the, But, you know, it's the guy that doesn't, you know, maybe one of these guys that has one championship breaks through this year, and, and, you know, he's on that list now. Yeah. Do you see, as far as team orders go – if there are team orders for, you know, the Hendrick and the JGRs and for you specifically with Penske, um, we've never, we've never had team orders. The only, the only orders you ever get are at a plate race. Look, if you see your teammate and you can help him, help him. That's other than that. Or you don't want to like, if we catch one of our teammates, that's a lap down, you don't expect them to race you real hard. You expect them to let you go, and and they should at that point if they're a lap down. But you know we um we had a deal like that at uh where was it at Phoenix um forty eight car eighty eight last year let let the nine drive right by we catch him and he races us. You know what I mean? But that's that's uh you know how it goes. I I would say of these eight guys, Casey, and I may be way off base here, but. Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin are guys who do a lot together away from the racetrack. They play a lot of golf together. Uh, their social circles are intertwined outside of the racetrack, right? So I would imagine those two guys have, are, are, are talking about, hey, we've dominated the season. You know, Denny didn't win a lot of races, but he was up front at all of them and certainly had a chance to win a lot of them. You know, obviously regular season finished second. Um, I would imagine those guys are saying, hey, one of us need to go out and win this first first race. That way we don't have to worry about a Logano sneaking in or a Keselowski sneaking in. Um, as far as the organization stuff goes, the first real teammate that, that Elliot and I had was Dale Jarrett, and, and this is way back when, right? It wasn't as, uh, as sophisticated as it is now in terms of strategy. But I'll never forget DJ in the first meeting that we had. He looked at me and Elliot, and he said, hey, if we can help each other, I want us to help each other. But don't ever help me if it's going to hurt you. And that was the approach that we raced with for many years with, with DJ. Um, but if you fast forward to now, there are a lot more team meetings that take place with drivers and crew chiefs and owners where they try to keep you aligned and try to keep you on the same page. But when it gets down to four races to go and, and you're Brad Keselowski, you're racing just as hard against Logano and Brian Blaney as you are the other five or six guys that are left over. So you need that point. You've got to be you've got to be very selfish as a race car driver if you're gonna have a chance to win this championship. Now you don't want to do anything stupid and wreck your teammate, because that, that that'll screw up a Christmas party in a heartbeat. But you gotta get all you can get. You you cannot go out there with this mentality of team first. You gotta put yourself first. Yeah, for sure. Well, before we head into spot on, spot off, I I know silly season is well underway with Ty Dillon being announced as the driver of the GMS Cup car next year. Any other rumors you guys are hearing since, you know, like you said, four races left? I mean, I think the biggest thing that hangs up in the Cup Series for me is is uh, probably Michael McDowell. You know, what what happens there with that team? We know that Denny's got at least one charter from, uh, from that team yep. solidified. The question is, did he get two? Um, and if you got two, that means what what happens with a thirty four? Hearing hearing a lot of different things there. I I think you're going to see um, the Cup Series kind of settle down. Now, look, there's a lot getting ready to happen with crew chiefs, but that's pretty common this time of year. Uh, there, there's some guys getting ready to be coming and going. Um, but the, but that's not abnormal. I think your Xfinity Series drivers 
are uh, are about to get crazy. Obviously, you know Sheldon Creed's going to RCR. There's another name there that hadn't been announced yet. Um, a, a guy that's locked himself in there. So that means, hey, what happens to you know Myatt Snyder? Obviously, Jeb Burton's out there floating around. Um, I, I think the Xfinity Series driver wise is going to have a lot more movement from now till the end of the year than the Cup stuff. I think your Cup stuff is pretty settled in. Yeah, I think we've already pretty much talked about all the Cup stuff that. Is going to be available and swapping. There's a lot of movement, but I think most of the pieces have already fallen into place in the cup side. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's hear a little bit more about our great presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Denny and Harrison, welcome to the OfferPad family. Thanks. Yeah, we're excited. You guys ready? You know we're ready. You know at OfferPad, we're fast too. All online, cash offer in 24 hours. But we also like to make sure that each home selling experience feels special, easy, and different. You guys look awesome! OfferPad really is different. Yeah, awesome different. Home selling with OfferPad is awesome different. Request your free cash offer today at OfferPad.com. And it's time to go race in Texas. The best part about Texas? It's home to multiple housing markets for our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. If you live in Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, or San Antonio, or if you want to move to one of those cities, then you need to use OfferPad to sell your home. Last year, we nearly had to buy a home in Fort Worth after waiting out a multiple-day rain delay. It would be pretty fun to live in Texas, right, TJ? Yeah, man. With awesome food, being a great sports town, and living close to Texas Motor Speedway, it would be a cool place to live, and we have an awesome different way to make that happen. I love making it happen. To sell your current home, log on to OfferPad.com. You'll fill out a form about your home, and that will take less than five minutes to complete. Then OfferPad will send you a competitive cash offer within 24 hours. Take that offer and get ready to make your move. Move to Texas, become a Dallas Cowboys fan. That's America's team. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, make sure you select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Kevin Harvick's contact with Chase Elliott in turn seven sends Elliott into the wall. Brett. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I was watching this play out, and I was like, dang, Chase Elliott just wrecked. What's he thinking? Like, he, he can't go out here. I didn't see it initially. He can't, he can't go out here and wreck like that. But then yeah. I saw him climb the banking, and when he climbed the banking, I saw him take a complete – 90 degree left hand turn turn to try to hit Harvick in the right rear and he missed and I was yeah. like took well, 41 with him I was like well there hey, poor 41 guy he just uh, yep. he got cremated there for no reason but I'm like wow. oh Chase got wrecked by Harvick and he mm-hmm. was trying to retaliate and he missed and then obviously you you I said over the radio hey uh, the, the nine wrecked so I'm going to assume we're going to get a caution um because it was the nine I mean I'm going to I'm going to own that I said it over the radio uh and and sure enough we and, and and but the tower did ask, is there anything any debris on the track? And the and the official said, I don't know. <laughs> so when the official <laughs> remember that yeah, the official said I don't know, and so NASCAR uh, elected to throw the caution. And so at that point, TJ and I, along with every other spotter there, we got to watch a replay. 
Yeah. And it's like, man, Kevin got in there really hot into seven. Maybe he maybe he didn't mean to well, wreck He it. didn't get in really hot. He got in easy, then got out really hot. <laughs> he got out of the corner but really then, hot. But then the next time the uh, the old four, four ball came rolling around the racetrack, Casey, I noticed a big old hole in yeah. the nose. So when I saw that hole in the nose, yep. I was like, well, he didn't hit him easy, right? So, so you asked me spot on, spot off. Look, I don't care where you land on this thing. This is amazing for our sport. Um, Chase Elliott – cost Kevin Harvick a win. That cost Kevin Harvick a lot of money, a lot of points, a lot of playoff points, and it cost him the, the ability to lock himself into that chase. Now, obviously, you know, Kevin was trying to point his way in there, but nonetheless, you and your Kevin Harvick, um, you want to win a race every year. You don't want to have a winless season. And here it is, this guy, I mean, look, we saw the, the, the replay of, of Chase's radio when he was sitting on pit road after that incident at Bristol. And he asked point blank, what can I do to go help the five car win this race? Well, if that's not premeditated, uh, whatever you want to call it, I don't know what is. So, you know, I, I saw Jeff Gluck's tweet and, and he was like, hey, this is completely different. Like Kevin has taken this to a whole new level. He's taken this guy out of the playoffs. Poke the bear. Play with the bull, you get the horn sometimes. You know what I mean? So I am spot on for it. Look, I'm not on either one of these teams, and, and it would certainly change my perspective of it if I were. But I'm not on either one of these teams, and I think that <laughs> – we'll talk about it in a second. Did it backfire? I don't know. But Chase Elliott came back to finish top 12, which is pretty darn impressive when his car looked like a Volkswagen after he hit that yeah. outside wall. Yeah, spot on for the – you know, the – um, just the whole drama, this, the drama, man. Like it, it. This is what makes it exciting, you know. I don't like seeing race cars get tore up and, and stuff like that, but man, is it exciting! <laughs> the, <laughs> it, that happened right in front of us, like three, four cars in front of us is where this started, and I thought we were going to be in it. Whenever I saw Chase hit the wall, and then we come off the corner, and I thought we were going to be in it again. Uh, so it was, um, and really, uh, I don't know. This is just carrying over man i mean one guy is obviously not happy and he's trying to show you that he's not happy and if if it's me now that i've advanced he probably feels like i don't know how i don't know how kevin feels if he does he feel like he's even now i mean if we look at the scoreboard he's definitely not even i does he feel like okay this guy i've shown this guy now that i'm not gonna play like that he's either gonna quit messing with me you know, but let's talk about this for a minute. Let's go in and let's let's layer this thing out. Kevin Harvick, Talladega, is about to miss the, the the cutoff. He's about to be screwed. What does he do on a restart where he doesn't have fourth gear? He hangs a right into Trevor Bain, and he wrecks a ton of cars, and he advances. Kyle Busch yesterday after the race said he wrecked me at Marksville on purpose. He gets what he deserves. Yesterday he wrecks Chase Elliott on purpose. Like, there is a pattern. We talked about it just a minute ago. You got to be selfish racer. There is a pattern of Kevin Harvick being a selfish he's gonna, racer. He's obviously shown that he's going to do what it takes to get into the playoffs, but, you know, obviously it did backfire a little bit there. Well, yeah, let, let's get into that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> spot on, spot off. Kevin Harvick then plows into the turn one wall as Chase Elliott closed in with nine laps to go. Now, do you think this was – Harvick looking in his rearview mirror, TJ, or is this he's clearly missed the turn for other reasons? I don't think he was looking at the nine when he did this. I think he, I think he knew the nine was getting close, 
So his intensity was picking up to get around that car because there was still a couple cars between. There would have been a couple cars between him at that point. And I think he knows that if that nine gets there, it's probably not going to be good, especially that what was said on the radio. You know, I, so I think turn one is really easy to overshoot. I don't believe in karma. I, I really don't. So I'm going to give karma zero. I'm going to give paranoia one. I think TJ is off base. I heard the in-car camera on the replay, and Tim Fiedel, his spotter, says outside, you know, basically the nine is in line behind you, and the timing of that. I didn't know that. That's not in there. <laughs> the, timing of, now. the timing of this could be skewed a little bit because sometimes our audio can be off if with the he video. he hears the nines behind you on the radio. He's going to look. Well, let yeah. me tell you what he heard. So. He heard the nine is in line behind you. And about that same time, he locks the brakes up and he goes and he hammers the wall and completely takes himself out of this playoff. Well, that changes my answer then. <laughs> um, so, Casey, I think, once again, I'll go back to, I think a paranoid Kevin Harvick wrecked himself. But only he is going to ever know, and I doubt he ever admits it. Um, but it made – listen, I was up there – we were amongst the fans yesterday. Like, this is a racetrack where we spot from the top of turn one. It's not the official spotter stand, but it is the location where we can see 97% of the track. So, we're amongst the fans. I mean, we're on the very top row. We don't have seats. We're standing up. It's a great on spotter stand for the road course. <laughs> it is. It's awesome. Man, this place went absolutely nuts. Yeah, it was loud. Nuts. I thought Dale Jr. took the lead for a second. When, when Chase Elliott would just pass a car, <laughs> these people were going nuts, right? It's like we were at Talladega and Dale Jr. was leading. Um, but when he got wrecked, holy middle fingers. The only race wow. that was, uh, most of us were watching at that point is what lap are the nine and the four going to get back near each other? Like yeah. That was what we were all looking for. So we watched it play out. We saw the caution come out, which preserves the nine's ability to stay on the lead lap. And let's be honest, man. That's what created this. That's yeah. what created this. The next topic, yeah. obviously, is you know. Go ahead, Casey. No, 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 no. Well, well, well look, if, if the first, if the caution doesn't fly when Chase Elliott wrecks, the first time, he's going to end up four or five laps down. His day's done. At his least playoff, one down. His playoffs done, dude. That car was destroyed. Yeah, there's no chance. But with the amount of repairs it was going to take, you were going to get lapped multiple times. Um, so, so you because he's also going to be running dead last when he comes to pit road. You're probably going to lose a lap before you even get back to pit road. So, so that saved his day the first time. Uh, but as this whole thing kept playing out, I'm going to go back to the fans. Man, every time something good would happen, this whole place would erupt. And it was so awesome to see. I know that, that is actually is really exciting. Whenever um, that's when you that's when people are going to come back. Yeah, when people are going to come back when they are standing up and cheering because they're having a good time at that point. You could hear NBC, which NBC did a great job of telling that storyline because you knew what was going on between both drivers, even though they were also focusing on the rest of the field. But, By the way, I heard Brandon won again after the race. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> did you? Uh, no, I heard it. Yeah, they were. Brandon? Brandon won again after the race. Oh, a lot I was of walking other sports. to my car. And you heard and Let's Go, Brandon? When I went by you, yeah. I could hear it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot a lot of Let's Go, Brandons at other sports. I don't know if you noticed that, yeah. too. But, uh, that wins I will more say popular than he ever thought, isn't Xfinity, it? I, I, <laughs> the Xfinity in-car camera that was on Harvick's car, they show, NBC showed the coverage, and you could hear them from the car, from inside the car, 
on the like through the camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was unreal. I could imagine after track. That, it was I mean, the, the, the reality is that's the energy level you want from your fans at any sporting event. You know what I mean? So I, I've got to say um, that this whole thing is positive for the sport. Yeah. Now, is it? do we want these Bowman Gray moments every moment, every week? No. I, I, me personally, Brett Griffin, no, I do not, because that's not – I, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> to me, we screw up the integrity of our product if we keep this, this Mickey Mouse crap up, right? A slow rivalry, you know, rivalries are good. As long, I, You don't want to see it every week, but, you know, you want to see a couple, two, three run-ins a year or something where people just – you know it's there. Is this over? Yeah, is it, it's still – you know, it's but do there. You, no, do you think it's over? Now that Harvick is out and Chase is in, is, is Harvick know, going man. to make it I mean, more I, I think, think Kevin's goal right there was to knock him out. And he's still in. So, Guess I who has nothing to lose now? I do think. Guess who has a lot to lose? Chase I don't Elliott. know what all. Like, all these talks they were supposed to have had in the hollers and stuff evidently didn't work. <laughs> it didn't go very well. <laughs> I mean. Where's Josh Jones at right now? The peacemaker. Nah. I don't know. <laughs> look, it's awesome. I mean, look, if you're a Chase Elliott fan, you kind of you kind of got your uh, you kind of had your, I mean, look, you were you were clearly living in Kevin Harvick's head and he retaliated and it completely I'm it, pretty sure um, it completely backfired. I I I'm pretty sure that uh Kevin is laying on the couch in in all them fans heads now too though. <laughs> I mean, he's probably living up there. Because there's no way that when that nine catches the four, the four is going to point him by. No chance. He is going to race him, and I would expect that. That's what you do. So I, I would I would hope that Chase Elliott is not in that same position at Martinsville because Kevin's pretty good there, and, and it, he will not make that nine's day easy. And I'm look, trying to end you, this if I'm him. You you can you can make his day really difficult without doing something like that again. I promise you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Harvick is good, man. You, it'd be hard to pass him. Yes, he'll if he make doesn't it want you to pass him. No. All, you know, Kevin can be Ryan Newman times ten if he wants to be. Yes, yes, I agree. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise. Fans, I know we've told you for months now about the automatic discounts you get when you place an item in your cart at RacingUSA.com and their guaranteed lowest pre-order prices. But we have never told you they have more than half a million dollars of merchandise in stock and ready to ship tomorrow morning to your door. Half a million dollar holla. You can find hats, apparel, helmets, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers on RacingUSA.com. In addition, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500, 500 different collectible diecast cars available 
for 40 different drivers, including this weekend's Kyle Larson Charlotte Roval race-winning diecast. And when you're shopping on RacingUSA.com, don't forget to enter to win this month's $200 gift card. Someone is going to win it. It might as well be you. So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise, for more than 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. You fastest out there? You got it so fast you left? We we broke the track record. Now we're just looking for victory lane again. Is that me on the screen? No, Jason. That's Baywatch. Watching Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> they look just like you, Freddie. Don't worry. Pretty close. Freddie, how's that diet going? That's great. <laughs> Eating every snack I can find. Only got 19 hours of testing left, so I should be fine. Who are you, who are you sitting around? Uh, I got Drew Herring to my left. I got Herm to my right. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're kind of we kind of secluded ourselves from the rest of the group. Herm had a big run yesterday, a third yeah. place finish with old Busher. Herm did have a good run yesterday, top three. Freddie, are you spotting from the spotters bar that they have there? Is there no, a that, drink that's in your the hand? media center? Yeah, I didn't even know that they had a spotter bar until Brett took a picture of it. <laughs> you think they'd invite the spotters to the spotter bar? How are you gonna name something after people and don't even invite them? Well, because they know <laughs> you guys would show up. <laughs> We can't show up. It's a work weekend for some of How us. How cool would it be to go to there after the race and there like still be a hangout? Yeah, that'd like, be awesome. Like the dirt races and stuff whenever they open the gate and everyone goes and hangs out for a while. You give me free drinks, I'll go anywhere. <laughs> Freddie, how is testing going so far? <laughs> well, according to these riveting. times. <laughs> Absolutely riveting. <laughs> uh, we only went out to shake it down, make sure nothing's going to fall off. So we haven't really made a run yet, but... It's uh, it's interesting. These guys are driving. Some of these guys are driving the hell out of Reddick. Looks really fast. Uh, Cindric looks pretty good. I don't think AJ's been out yet. Uh, but it's uh, it's riveting action here. What's it sound like compared to yesterday? The car sound different? Uh, strange. Yeah, very strange. Strange. Strange is not a very descriptive answer. Kaz Grala is sixth right now. I told you at the Darlington race, it sounded like they dropped the cylinder so when they were driving around. I can't hear. I'm just sweet. Really, I'm not a good guy to ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Freddie, we, we were uh, continuing our topic of the Harvick versus Chase scandal from the weekend. Um, so I'll, I'll just loop you right in the spot on, spot off. Um, first, or... Continuing on, NASCAR does not black flag Chase Elliott for a loose bumper cover before it flies off and brings out a caution. Well, she'll have uh, Freddie start in case his car rolls or something. Yeah, um, man, I am. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm against this because it became very evident on social media from media members, from fans, and even after the race, talking to other industry members that debris at some point was going to leave that race car and land on the racing surface, and it would bring out a caution. Obviously, if NASCAR black flags the nine, he's going to lose significant uh, track position, uh, a lap on the racetrack, et cetera, to come in and make those repairs. So once again, the first uh, decision to throw the caution when he tried to wreck Harvick on purpose in turn one and missed saved Chase Elliott's day the first time. The decision to not throw the caution – for what would end up being debris leaving his car because it was not secure, saved his day a second time. 
and it's very obvious that with no rear bumper cover, um, a car that is completely destroyed can come back to finish 12th. I'm sorry, but I got to be spot off for this one. Freddie? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think I text you under. I was like, we're now under yellow because the ninth bumper cover that's been falling off for 10 laps fell off finally. Uh, be interesting to see what that what would happen if that wasn't the nine. It was the 23 or the 50-somethings or something like that. I think I've heard on the radio plenty of times, hey, you know, bring that thing in, clean it up. And I uh, never really heard that yesterday. It was more so, hey, we see it, uh, make a plan. It was pretty obvious that NASCAR saw it. I think they mentioned it on Twitter somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if that guy's still got a job. But, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty obvious. Tell us about that tweet that was sent out, Jason, because I, I saw the tweet as a result of Jeff Gluck. He had actually retweeted um, NASCAR's account where they tweeted something. Well, what did that tweet say, Jason? So the tweet said it was only a matter of time. The caution flag flies for debris on the track, and it's a gif of Chase's bumper cover flying off down the backstretch. So here you are, a billion-dollar industry. From the NASCAR account. Yeah, 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 from the NASCAR account. So you're a billion-dollar industry, and your NASCAR Twitter tweets – we knew this thing was going to come off. It was, quote, only a matter of time. So I just, I'm just i sitting in the parking lot waiting on Freddie to get done, listening on the radio, listening to my scanners, watching the, the replays on Twitter, which are phenomenal. And, and so I just take the time to, to tweet back to whoever that is and said, hey, you might want to delete that tweet or they're going to fire you. Because you as the NASCAR sanctioning body cannot have some intern or some social media guru or idiot tweeting that you knew that caution was going to come out for this guy's bumper cover and yet you elected to do do absolutely nothing. So um, I've seen this account. I mean, Jason follows this account. He, he brings a lot of things to my attention, this account does. I think Jason Schultz should be given the range to the NASCAR social media uh, Twitter, and he should be the only guy that's allowed to tweet during the race from here on out. I agree. We'd have so much fun. It'd be such good content. While hungover. <laughs> I don't know how. I, 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 I forced- he had like four white claws the other night. Forrest Mars, uh, Forrest Mars, who who actually was a second generation Mars member, who clearly the Mars family owns M and M's. We met with him one time, and he had an old saying: "I don't know how you lost your last job, but I tell you how you're going to lose this one, and it's by doing shit like that." All right, spot on, spot off. Rick Hendrick says NASCAR is the only ones that can stop it, and I hope they do. I wonder what they're talking about. TJ, spot off. These two guys are. Grown men, they can handle it, I think. They've already tried to talk it out, but this is, you know, I think we've had um, rivalries before, and this is one of them. So um, I'm spot on, or spot off for that, but I'm spot on for the rivalry. Freddie. I'm sure that he does hope they stop it now, that his guy's still in the playoffs and the other one's not. (laughs) That's what I would want myself. Uh, You know, uh, is Harvick out? He's gone. He gone. He gone. So yeah. So yeah. If I'm him, I'm I'm hoping to God NASCAR does something to prevent Harvick from coming back at my guy and knocking him at the next round too. So spot on. I I agree with Rick. I would uh, if I was him, I would hope the same thing. I mean, Rick Hendrick is this sophisticated billionaire owner, and Tony Stewart is a very wealthy race car driver that's an owner. Um, Kevin Harvick and Tony Stewart are a lot alike. A little bit of a loose cannon. Very selfish guys in terms of how they race. Very good. Uh, very talented. Very good champions. Um, 
I don't see Tony Stewart. Look, hey, there's four guys that can really stop this. Rick Hendrick, Tony Stewart, Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, because those two guys own the car and, and the other two guys drive the car. So if those four guys can't stop it, why would NASCAR want to stop it? Well, the only reason they would want to stop it, in my mind, is because Chase Elliott is so popular. Otherwise, if you're a fan of the sport, why is this such a bad thing? Well, it's a bad thing for Chase Elliott because he's racing for a championship and Kevin Harvick's not. It goes back to are they even in Kevin's mind? Um, and, 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 but, again, I don't see NASCAR needing to step in and stop this. If they thought yesterday's actions were not correct, they should find them and take away points. You know, when, when Kevin wrecked him, Chase trying to wreck him, even though he missed him, is the exact same thing. So I, I don't see why NASCAR would intervene here, but they very well may. I didn't see him. So, Chase tried to wreck him? I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Once they were yeah. climbing. The, when uh, they got the, to the banking, that's once, how he'd hung a lap. That's once, how he got down to the inside. Yeah, once once he hit oh, that outside about when wall. It, when it happened. Yeah, he, he hit the outside wall, and his car was tore up, and then he climbed the banking going on to oval one, and he hung a complete left and missed Kevin Harvick by what looked like a couple inches, and then he cremated the 41 car. Uh, poor Cole Custer's just out there hanging out, and he got nailed. But, um, yeah, I, look, that's no different. The four wrecked him, and now he's trying to wreck the four back. The only thing is he didn't execute it, right? If he hits him there, they're both in big trouble. Yeah. Spot on, spot off. Tyler Reddick cost William Byron the win. Freddie. Uh, I mean, spot off, obviously. You know, like William Byron was probably the fastest car here once the nine had damage and the 16 broke. Um, so I would say definitely spot off for, for re- wrecking the guy that's racing for his whole season there. I, you know, I don't think he intentionally did it. I think Tyler owned up to it after the race was over and said, Hey, I, I was just trying to get all I get the guy had, a, you know, if Tyler was a top three or four car after the end of the race there and was trying to get all he can get, you know, try to get the first career win. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's hard to spot off it because, you know, Tyler at least owned up to it, which a lot of people won't do. Said he screwed up, said he made a mistake. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to fault the guy for trying to get all he can get, no matter what the other guy's agenda is. Right. I am 1,000% spot off on this because I was going to win DBC picks and only be one pick back from Freddie going into the final four races. Uh, William Byron was going to lock himself into the playoff. He was going to kick somebody out, which I'm sorry, TJ, I think would have potentially ended up being you. Um, He was going to change the dynamic of this playoff. And, I mean, look, man, William Byron's had a good enough season to be in a round of eight. I think it sucks that he, he, he suffered some bad luck It wasn't going to be me. It would have been Truex um, at this point. True, that's right, Truex. Because Truex got wrecked. We'll talk about that in a little bit by some guy I've never heard of. He uh, talked to the hand, I guess. Um, but but I look at this whole thing, and, and Reddick pushed uh, the 24 car William Byron through the chicane, which, which obviously forced uh, Byron to, to lose a lot of spots. And then Byron made a comeback and, and was running third when he, when he made an error himself and wrecked. But um, – Again, this is why we go to these tracks. I mean, you've got a guy like Tyler Reddick looking for his first ever win. And at that moment in time, TJ, he didn't care about a playoff. All he cared about was winning his first race. All William Byron cared about was winning this race to get in back in and advance in this playoff. Um, This is why, I mean, me and Chris Rice talked about this on the radio yesterday you watch this race, and and forty minutes into this thing, you're like, this is already better than the Oval, the Bank of America 400 that we used to run here. So, um, 
man, shout out to Marcus Smith for obviously knowing what he was doing with this product. But just more drama, TJ. That's all it is. Yeah, I think it's uh, – I mean, Tyler just wants to win, man. And, and he should. You know, he's uh, – that wouldn't be the only the first time I saw contact yesterday with somebody, you know, getting into somebody. And that track is the the place is proven to be pretty good for action. So I'm uh, I hate to see you know I hate it for William. I think William was super nice kid. Watched him you know grow through the truck series, fan series, now in the Cup series, and he seems to always kind of be on this bubble where he's in a you know a must win first second round of the playoffs. Like he wasn't a Daytona last year. Yeah. That he had to win, and, and I'll tell you what, though, man, he is uh, stepping up in these situations. At Daytona, he needed to do it, and he did it. Uh, here, he needed to do it, and he was putting himself in position again. So I hated to see the contact, but you know, you, you like to see hard racing, and I like to see a guy that's willing to, you know, drive. You know, hey, I'm, I need to win my first race, and I'm going to do whatever I need to take to do it. You yeah. had to do it, so I, I can also respect that side of things. Tyler Reddick is also paid to drive a race car for by somebody, and they want to win too. Jackpot Party is a leading free-to-play mobile game that provides players an authentic Vegas experience with a splash of unmatched fun. Jackpot Party hit big Saturday going to Victory Lane with A.J. Amendinger, and three lucky Jackpot players got their hands on his signed driver's suit and helmet. Thousands of NASCAR fans downloaded Jackpot Party from the App Store and Google Play, and just because the sweepstakes is over, it doesn't mean the party stops. You got to get to level 10 is what A.J. told me yesterday. Download Jackpot Party today and enjoy the Vegas slots and fun on your phone. How convenient. It's free to download and free to play. That's Jackpot Party. Download today. Spot on, spot off. Martin Truex Jr. is the last driver to advance after getting spun late by Joey Hand, who was making his first NASCAR start. Brett. Man, he Lended did a, a helping hand, didn't he? He did a bad <laughs> uh, a bad job by hand. Sorry. Did Martin, Martin have a bad hand <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I I can honestly say, and I tweeted this, first-time cup starts should not ever, ever be allowed in the playoffs. And and this not only was it his first cup start, it was his first start ever. This guy is put in a competitive car. And you think, Brett, you're crazy. No, I'm not. I'm not lying to you guys. This was a Stuart Haas Racing assembled race car. Um, this this thing was, was capable of going out and running well. All this guy had to do was show up, keep his nose clean, and not do stupid <laughs> And he goes out here and wrecks a guy in the freaking playoffs, and it could potentially have taken Martin completely out of the playoffs. No different than what Kevin Harvick was attempting to do to Chase Elliott. I could not be more spot off. I remember when these guys used to have to go run some K&N, go run some ARCA, go run some trucks, prove you could do it. And then they let you work your way up the ladder. And now we're letting Joe Hand or whatever his hand name is just show up out of the freaking blue. I've never even heard of this guy. And it's because I don't follow whatever the road racing is that goes on out there, nor does the majority of the rest of our fan base. So the majority of our fan base has to be agreeing when I say this. Who is this hand guy even to start with? I think I'm spot off for the contact because you shouldn't be, you know, you need to know at that point what the scenarios are. Or the fact that that guy's running for a championship. How about we cut him a little bit of slack? But I'm pretty sure the guys are very, 
very accomplished road racer in other series, you know, to kind of counteract you there. But that doesn't mean he should start in cup. I mean, uh, we, yeah, we I ran mean, an Xfinity race the day before. Yeah, I mean, uh, we run some, it, we run plenty of truck road races. Yeah. Earn I'm, your keep. I'm not saying he shouldn't, you know, have to Jadavion Clowney, work, his way, work his way up. Jadavion Clowney was a number one overall college prospect coming out of high school at 18 year old, years old from Rock Hill, South Carolina. The NFL didn't let him just leave high school and come play NFL the next day. They made him go get his body in shape, get his mind in shape, get ready to be a real man before you show up in a real man league. Kevin Garnett skipped college. And the Cup Series is a real man league. Yeah, but they don't let that happen anymore either. They Fred, make those kids go away. For <laughs> Freddie, a year. do you agree? Yeah, I mean, I had my own run-in with this guy. We we had short. You, one of the you, stages, you met the hand. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I talked to the hand. We we short pit one of the stages, and we came out and we had a slow pit stop, so we were going to be by ourselves. So I was like, all right, well, we're going to stay out at the end of the stage. There's nobody behind you. Just take it easy. And here he comes. And <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess try to hold this guy off. Like, you don't want to restart behind him in the 52 car. And he's, he's got the, he's putting a bumper to us. He door slammed us on the way by. I was like, there's the one to go in the stage. We are literally probably 50 seconds behind the leader at this point. I'm like, where in the world are we going? True X just drove by me on the front stretch. If he wasn't on the track, I'd ask Drew about what happened. But, uh, I mean, this, this just can't happen. You can't have a guy out there making his first career start affect your season-long playoffs. I'm looking at this guy's stats right now, and he's actually got a pretty good – pretty good. None oh, of he's, them are, he's uh, super accomplished road racer. Dude, he's won Daytona 24 hours in GTLM. He won Daytona – How's his NASCAR stats? What do uh, they say? Yep. Yep, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> they he's, exist. he's here. He's here today testing a Rick Ware car that I assume is straight out of the Stuart Haas shop, if I had to guess. But he's, he's here today. Maybe he's getting more practice. Yeah, that Stuart Haas built uh, Rick Ware a, a car for this test today. So you're, you're right there to assume that. So uh, good for Rick Ware. Obviously, maybe he listens to our podcast and he's sick of us about how they screw up all the races and he's trying to put faster cars on the track. But he's still negatively in the news. Spot on, spot off. Kevin Harvick, Alex Bowman, William Byron, and Christopher Bell are eliminated after the round of 12. And I just have to say – Yesterday's race was like a high school, like click, like drama, like drama filled, like high school. So spot on, spot off, TJ. Man, um, I don't know that. That's why we run these places. That's don't you think? I mean, that's why we have like the way this schedule and playoffs is built is for that cutoff race to be full of drama and. What's the next cutoff race? Martinsville. Exactly. And we all know what can happen in Martinsville as well. If you if you get into somebody, the odds of you seeing them again in 500 laps are pretty high. So, And it's hard to get away from each other as well. So you lay the bumper to a guy, he's going to be able to get back to you. It's not this you know, mile-and-a-half thing where you're just going to take the air and he's never going to get to you. Nope, that's not going to happen. So I uh, – guess i'm kind of skipping the question a little bit but um so you're 
You uh-huh. advance. You should be spot on. Yeah, I'm you... spot on because we advanced, but I it was sure was nerve wracking. I'm spot off that Harvick didn't advance. I would love to see him and Chase both back in this playoff. That was probably the only. It's probably more exciting that he's not. I know, but man, so. I would love to see them guys racing each other hard at Marginville for that last cutoff spot. That would be freaking. Can you epic. imagine a restart? Um, but with them but, on the front but row. But to TJ's kind of sub point there. You know, when they laid out laid out this the schedule, man, they sure were looking for tracks that have that game seven moment feel as we end every single round. We had that game seven moment feel at Bristol going into this playoffs. Obviously we, we continue to have these game seven moments and the, the schedule couldn't be any better. The only thing we're missing, Freddie, and I'm going to kick this thing to you. Uh, obviously, you want to cover the subject first. The only thing we're missing here is a game seven moment racetrack to end the season because Phoenix is not that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would, you know, if we swapped those last two races, uh, I think that's your, that's your home run there. You know, not that Phoenix might not be the best cutoff race, but Martinsville would be the best, one of the best, you know, uh, championship races. Obviously, never going to happen because it's not, uh, in this day and age, but uh, the biggest thing I took away from yesterday was how close Kyle Larson was. At one point in the race, he's out. You know what I mean? We talked down here for all, you know, all season about how this guy's basically got to buy to Phoenix. And at one point yesterday in round two, he's out, you know, because, you know, what a nightmare round it was. And then he bounces back and they got an alternator belt on that thing. He comes back and wins the race. But what a roller coaster round it was for Larson. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Spot on, spot off, Graham Rahal tweeted, This is why playoffs are junk in racing. A champion is who's best year round. Start to finish, not over course of a few races when Larson was below the cutoff line during the race. Brett. Look, man, this is the format that we're racing with. You know, this is the format that we sign up for um, come January when we start our season. We know what our tracks are. We know what the goals are. And and this is exactly what TV wanted. You know, TV came in and wanted an elimination-style championship when NBC came in and paid hundreds of millions of dollars to NASCAR. Uh, They own that half of the season, the back half of the season. They don't get the Daytona 500. That goes to Fox. So they're looking for something to really ramp up the storylines. And we have a lot of storylines coming out of this. You know, do I understand where Graham Rahal is coming from? I absolutely do. Obviously, the Rahal family, very well respected in the racing community, especially on the IndyCar side of of motorsports. But I've got to disagree with him that I I truly think this playoff method um, makes it exciting. You know, is it is it ideal for everybody? No because there are a lot of teams that now are not relevant. You know, when you look at Tyler Reddick doing what he did at the Roval, if he's not in that position and making that move, they're not going to talk about him on TV. You know, if you're Chris Buescher and you finish outside of the top ten, they're not going to talk about you on TV. Um, those guys are, are, are making themselves relevant by being in the middle and being competitive. What we do now is we shift to the coverage of NASCAR really only being about eight guys. And it sucks for the other drivers. It sucks for the other sponsors. But at the end of the day, it's pretty damn exciting. TJ. Yeah, I think uh, it's great. I, I've been on both sides of it. We've been – we were spotting. I'm not sure. Did you ever have any seasons in the regular points, Freddie? Or have you been playoffs your whole spotting career? 
Uh, I was fourteen, so I think I was playoffs old. Not not this format, but definitely some kind of chase the whole time. Yeah, you yeah. So, man, we're we're basically two three races away, possibly two away from pretty much knowing who the champion is going to be, and. The storylines are slim. Now we have drama. Now we have who's in, who's out. I like it because, man, I, I hate it when it's happening, but the pressure, man, the pressure, this is, it's intense. It's action-packed. In 2018, the last couple laps at Martinsville, man, that set the tone for the, a championship run right there. What will guys do to make it – and. You know, you see Martin get out. You know, you know he's not going to win the war. So it builds it, man. You you build these moments up, and um, you know, and I mean, I don't know how I don't know how we go back to any other way. And with with, I mean, we've had every three weeks, we have an intense, action packed every race right now. All these all these playoff races are no mistakes. And when somebody has a mistake, it is big. It's huge. So I I know what he's saying. He's kind of old-fashioned on it, but being part of the other system and part of this system, you know, it, it, the, the the reward is high, but the, I don't know, the excitement and the pressure, the building up to it is extremely high. Ready? Yeah. I get what he's saying, obviously. You know, he's a kind of a traditionalist. You know, he's a racer. He, the, all they know over there is he's – and long point battles. I think that's all IndyCar's ever done. Uh, but from a fan standpoint, you can't beat what we have. You know, I mean, it's it's the same equivalent to watching the wild card team knock out the undefeated team in the playoffs in football or something. You know, it's yeah, you can have a great regular season and, and put yourself in a great spot, but there's no guarantee you're going to win the Super Bowl at the end of the year or even play in the Super Bowl at the end of the year. Uh, we have a system in place where you get, you know, you get buys or, you know, quote unquote buys with all these bonus points and it's going to help you get through these rounds. But, you know, at the same time, if somebody gets hot at the right time and hits their mark, like look at Danny Hamlin right now. I mean, he's, I don't think he's finished out of the top 10 yet in these playoffs. You know, how is he not the favorite now over Larson when we came into this way? Um, but yeah, I mean, I get what he's saying as a, and I don't disagree with him, but the, the drama they've built into this format is really unbeatable right now. What Graham Rahal needs to do is walk down to the garage and smack Jimmy Johnson on the back of the head because Jimmy Johnson is the reason we have this format anyway. The guy would not stop winning championships year after year <laughs> after year after year after year. So NASCAR kept, in my opinion, trying to change it up to figure out how to get a new freaking champion. Wouldn't you say that uh – I mean, we kind of have the best of both worlds with the regular season championship anyways before the playoffs. So in some sense, I would say that NASCAR actually has fulfilled what Graham has asked, what he's saying. But then we just have that added playoff segment that kind of makes it even more exciting. There's uh, only se- 16 or 17 IndyCar races as well, by the right. way. Yes. So your, a points, lot your points are going to stay a lot closer at that rate. When you have, what do we have, 36, 37? And TJ, how many entries do they have in each race uh probably what 20 20 it's not very many yeah no, no it's, it's never going to work for them but hey it works for us man it's exciting i mean if, if yesterday's race didn't get you amped up then i think there's figure not, skating on another I'm channel not so sure it wouldn't work in indycar it could good roger penske's smart he'll figure it out i, I mean I, I think any i will say this indycar was great this year it's been it's been building and it's actually 
what they got going on over there is really exciting, and I've like I think the races now are awesome. IndyCar champ was in Charlotte yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna be here later today, right? Yep. IndyCar champ is rolling into Dirty Mo Media. I love it. Palu, yeah. Before we get to our next segment, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Pristine Auction. PristineAuction.com is the most trusted place to get your autograph racing memorabilia. We've missed you guys. Thanks for coming back on our show this week. With thousands of daily auctions starting at just $1, you can win authentic signed racing memorabilia at affordable prices. Just last week, a Dale Earnhardt Jr. signed helmet sold for $100. If you want great deals like that, you can use code BUMPER for $10 off your first auction one on PristineAuction.com. Time for Reaction Theater. Great job, NASCAR. Another red flag because someone blew through some freaking curbing. We didn't really talk about this one. What did you guys think of the move NASCAR made to remove it? Uh, good. We didn't have any issues yesterday, but I hate that. I hate that the. Well, that's because it was gone. I hate somebody had to lose a race car over it. But the same as Indy. Yeah. Uh, just a note to self perpendicular. Rumble strips do not work. Next call. Kevin f***ing Harvick. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't wait to hear all the Chase fans chiming in on this tomorrow on the show. You get what you deserve. You play stupid games. You win stupid prizes. Enjoy your seat outside the playoffs, bub. Poke the bear. Poke the bear. Well, I guess I got to take back my comment about Harvick and Chase. Harvick done blew it with the nine behind him. He got scared right into the damn wall. Kevin f***ing Harvick. God. Is that the same guy? Same yeah. Guy. I think that was. Yeah. <laughs> Harvick. Harvick. Bum, 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 Man, that nine-year-old behind you in your mirror must have really been scary to make you wreck. There's a new Intimidator in NASCAR. It looks like he doesn't even even need to touch anybody to make him wreck. I wouldn't say there's no Intimidator here quite yet. <laughs> it's Intimidator's pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> As a Harvey fan, watching him mirror drive his way into the wall was hilarious. Tell me you're scared of Chase Elliott getting to you without telling me you're scared of Chase <laughs> Elliott getting to you. Freddie, I said this before you jumped on. I said, Karma Zero, Paranoia One. That's what I said happened with Harvick Deal. <laughs> that, that's what it looked like. Hey, TJ, Freddie, Casey, hey, I want y'all all to look at Brett and tell me that that man does not look like the dude from Re- Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Cornelius Jack. <laughs> I love that cartoon thing. I think he's right. I'll take that <laughs> as a compliment. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. I think I got to get my beard a little longer, but... I, I like think that. he's right. It's almost Christmas. Merry off-season and happy Christmas, right? You know what Chase said yesterday? Good analogy. With the holiday season right around the corner, a special Christmas carol out goes out to one Kevin Harvick. We wish you a merry off-season. We wish you a merry off-season. We wish you a merry off-season and a happy Christmas. Sincerely, all us Chase Elliott fans. There's a lot of Kevin Harvick hate in these guys. Poke the bear. I think it was every call, I think. To leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm slash doorbumperclear and click the message icon. 
We'll keep playing the best ones on the week each week on the show. Offer pad question of the week. Freddie, do you decorate your home for the holidays like Halloween and Christmas? I do not ever decorate my house. <laughs> Megan uh, Megan puts up some fall stuff, I think, would qualify. Maybe I've seen some pumpkins around the house. So I think that's maybe Halloween. We don't go crazy for that. Uh, Megan's dad loves Halloween. He's got all kinds of stuff at his house. Um, Christmas, typical. No, Nothing outdoors. Just uh, Christmas trees, some tinsel that stays on the mantle for, I don't know, six months it feels like. Uh, but yeah, nothing over the top of my house. Brett? Uh, yes, to both. Um, what I would love to see happen this year, Casey, is I would love for you to get a real Christmas tree and uh, just go over there like every couple of days and shake it. Oh. You know, and uh, then at the end of the year, when when Christmas is over and you got to, you know, get everything out because New Year's Day, your tree has to come down by then. I want you to just see how big of a mess is on your floor because that's what that airplane looked like when you got up from coming home from the Exumas. You're such a d- <laughs> We use a real Christmas or a fake Christmas tree I know for why. that reason. I know why. Because you can't clean the mess up. <laughs> TJ. I have a, uh, some of you guys might know him, uh, Freddie might. A guy that I used to work with at, back in the day, Amish. You know Amish, Amish John. The ty- he was a tire guy at oh, Wood Brothers. Yes, Stewart. Yeah, John, John Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, so he does Christmas lights. He does. Give me his number. He, yeah, he does, and he like comes and puts them up. He just I have him do the peak my house and stuff, and he does a really good job. Give so. me his number. I'll send he, it to you. He uh, pressure. He, he pressure, pressure washes too. Yeah, I have him come to my house and do pressure washing, and then he puts Christmas lights up. Give me his number. I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'm ready to turn my Christmas lights on now. Me too. Jeez. I'm one of them that decorates early. Chad holds my decorations hostage. He won't <laughs> it's bring them real down. early. <laughs> I, wish he could do, I wish he could do TJ LED lights, and we pick the color, because we could do orange for Halloween. You and probably then, could. And then when Halloween's over, I know, but I'm, I'm talking about like with a remote control. Yeah. If it were up to me, I'd have... I bet you have, could. I bet you could have him do Halloween. No, I'm talking about all at one time. No. I don't want to pay them twice. Like, I want to be able to hit a button and they'd be orange, hit another button and they'd be white. You can keep your yeah, Christmas tree up and you phone. can do Halloween. You can do Halloween. Halloween? What the? Halloween. What's Halloween? Whatever. And no, Valentine's ain't... Day and. Spell Halloween. I'm running on two hours of sleep. Leave me alone. Okay. Halloween. <laughs> Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, <laughs> OfferPad.com. Time to get into our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You need more than speed to compete in NASCAR. Where did we see teams need to be more than fast this week? Freddie. I'll give my Xfinity more than fast moment to Kevin Harvick. As fast as he entered turn one and, uh, and is abruptly came to a quick halt. Uh, getting away from old Chase Elliott. He's pretty fast at eight, two, or is that seven? I don't know, whatever one that is. <laughs> my my Xfinity X5 more than fast moment hands down is Chase uh, I'm sorry Kyle Larson's crew for how quickly they changed that alternator I mean the hood went up on that car they made the change sent him right back out he goes on to win the race to me there's nothing faster than what those guys accomplished TJ I'm going to give mine my Xfinity X5 more than fast is that right more than fast moment to the guy who we don't mention a lot, but was quietly there and had, I think it might have been his highest finish of the year, uh, possibly Chris Busher. Is that his highest finish this year? Uh, yeah, maybe a plate race, but 
But yeah, he did Hold a really on, good job. Her, her. Is that your best finish this year? Yep, Bush's best finish this year. Yeah, Tell I'm Herm gonna... I'm glad he stopped sucking and finally got a good finish. Congratulations. A podium. Congrats, Herm. Yeah, yeah. Good Look job, cool. kid. Hey, they're yelling. Congrats, Herm. God, he looks like a little hoose, don't he? <laughs> <laughs> we like it fast here on Door Bumper Clear, but what we really like is more than fast. Thankfully, there's always tons of action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With a speed for all your devices, you'll also get reliable performance that you can depend on to keep your crew connected. On the track, being more than fast means you've got the teamwork and strategy to win. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love, faster internet, and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments, and don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. We need to let Herm start calling the race for the tower. Hey, he, he can stop spotting. He can become our new David Hoots. Whatever you do, don't talk about yeah. it. Like, Herm could be six foot five. And he like, don't talk about how big I am on that show. I'm, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> if Herm was a race director, because Freddie and I talked about this yesterday, we feel like when something happens, TJ, that there's like this big committee in the booth and they all start looking at each other like, what are we going to do? And then they somehow or another vote with hand signals and then some guy uh, is, the, is the front guy, like the lead singer in the band, and he's the guy that comes on and starts telling you, hey, there's a caution or hey, there's a penalty. I could see Herm being in the booth and being like, hey, don't you touch me. I'm calling this race right now, all right? Get off me. That's how he spots. <laughs> we need some authority and some accountability up there, and I think Herm's our guy. Tell Herm he's the new race director starting this weekend at Texas, Freddie. Uh, Little Hoots, man. Uh, <laughs> Herm, they want you to become the race director when you're done spotting. No, we want to become a race director that. now. Okay. Next week. You're leaving oh, on your best you, finish of the year. They want you to quit now, actually, and become the race director. <laughs> <laughs> he said he might do it, but got to know what it pays for. That'd be good. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What an idiot. Brett, who you got? It's pretty simple for me. Whoever let hand race. Sorry. I just I I don't see how a sport of this magnitude with with this much on the line can let a brand newbie come in and change, potentially change the outcome of the race. I mean, he's having a problem with last week's feature winner at Talladega Bubba Wallace. He's having a problem with past champion, playoff contender Martin Truex, whoever let this guy come in and race, I don't know who it is, but whoever let this guy come in and race, I just cannot understand why. So you're my what an idiot. Freddie? Uh, I, I assume, did you guys talk about uh, Ty, Dill, Ty, Dillon, Ty Gibbs and Harrison Burton earlier? We did not talk about that. Now's a great time to do that. I would give my one idiot to Ty Gibbs. Brother. I had an honorary mention. I can't remember who it was now. I think it might have been Joe Graff that was spun out and pulled out right in front of our leaders as they were coming. That was an honorary one idiot. But uh, I got to give it to Ty Gibbs. 
as he, at the end of the stage there, teammates battling for the last transfer spot. And I thought Ty was riding behind him. And instead he decided to uh, jack Harrison up, coming to the checker flag, hit him once, got him sideways, got on his bumper, hit him again, shoved him in the wall. Uh, I, I understand Harrison's not going to be there next year, but uh, I would imagine you should probably race your teammates with a little more respect, no matter how long they're going to be your teammate for. TJ. Gonna be hard to beat ours, TJ. It's gonna be hard to beat. I'm not giving my wooden ear to who I want to, because uh, I'd like to keep your job. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> geez, oh man, there are some some really good ones. <sighs> not trying to be too controversial here. Shocker. I know. You guys are so surprised. <laughs> um. Oh, boy. This is getting worse than when you make your pick for DBC. Yeah. <laughs> I'm skipping it this week. Just go. All oh, right. So now God. you're the new one, an idiot, for being a pansy. Yeah. I'll, it's all right. Get your skirt my, out of your eyes. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free awesome service to make the process simple and easy there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple Podcasts, and many more platforms also you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership i like, I like money it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's leave a message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Oh, playoff picks. I'll give a quick recap of how your round of 12 predictions did. Uh, Freddie did pretty well. He picked Brad to miss it, but Brad did make it. Brett did pretty terribly. He had Logano, Kozlowski, and Chase all getting eliminated, but they all advanced. He did pick Harvick right, but TJ had it perfect with Harvick, Bell, Byron, and Bowman being eliminated. Did you all hear that? Yeah. He said the word perfect. And so now we'll make some championship four picks heading into the round of eight for both I'm, the Cup and now the Xfinity Series. I'm, <laughs> I'm out now. <laughs> uh, Freddie, you want to go first? Sure. I'll take uh, Kyle Larson. Told you. Oh. I'll take Denny Hamlin. Imagine that. Are you talk- what, what are cup, we talking about? Cup championship We're four. We're talking about championship advancing, four. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Denny could be uh, ninth right now if Freddie would still pick him. Larson, yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> Larson, uh, Larson, Hamlin, Truex, and company man. Who else is in there? I mean, you gotta get your got? other company car with Kyle if you want. I'll take. Uh, no, I don't know. It's probably between Kyle and Logano. Who's the eighth guy? I can't think of right now. Kozlowski's eight. Logano's out. Yeah. Elliot's out. Kyle Busch is out. Blaney. So here's my four. I've got Kyle Larson making it for sure. I've got Denny making it for sure. Those are the two fastest guys week in and week out. I've got Ryan Blaney making it because when you look at his mile-and-a-half program, he's been really good. He had a top five at Vegas 
which was our last mile-and-a-half outing, had a top five at Texas for the all-star race, which obviously is going to be relevant to this weekend. Um, and then my other guy that I've got coming in here is, is going to be Kyle Busch. I just feel like Ryan Blaney and Kyle Busch have, have more speed than Truex, so I've got Truex being the guy that goes from third to out. And then obviously, you know, that's going to leave those other guys out. Now, here's what we don't know. You know, is Chase Elliott going to have this magic wand over his head during these next three races and still be able to get into this to this Phoenix final round? But, I mean, the way it stands right now, i got the 5, 11, 12, and 18 because the Chase Elliott-Kevin Harvick thing may not be over. I'll, I think the four, same four is bred except swap out. I got Truex. He'll have push. I'll take uh, the 5, the 11, the 19, and the 2. Nobody picked the 9. All right, Poke let's the bear. Poke the bear. <laughs> let's do the same, same picks for Xfinity Series. Brett, who are you picking? Oh, man. Look, I, I think when you look at the Xfinity Series, there's two guys with big cushions, Cindric and AJ. They've been, uh, they've been fast all year. I still think Daniel Hemrick, man, is, has got a lot of speed. I think he's a guy that, that certainly could – shock some people by winning a race the next two weeks. I mean, we had him win in Atlanta until his teammate Kyle Busch wrecked him. So, obviously, his mile-and-a-half program is pretty good. So, I'll go 16, 22, 18. And I think Noah Gregson is your your wild-card guy here. I mean, he's the guy that's won a lot of races lately. He seems to be a momentum driver. When he makes a mistake, he seems to compound it with multiple mistakes. But I've seen him making good decisions and having speed. So, I, I could see him at these mile-and-a-halves – being really, really fast. So that, that'll be my four for, for the Xfinity Series. Ready? I will take A.J. Almendinger. I'll take Cindric. I will also take Hemrick. And I will take Justin Allgaier as my fourth. And, I, you know, it didn't come, come to fruition last year, but uh, I got flipped off by Drew because I didn't pick Brandon Jones. Um, but, <laughs> Tell him to quit wrecking Brandon uh, Jones or we might pick him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Allgaier is tough at Phoenix, man. He has a lot of wins at Phoenix. So if he gets to that final four, he could be uh, a bit of a sleeper there. TJ. Uh, AJ, Austin, uh, Justin Allgaier, and Noah Gregson. I'm rolling with the top four how they are right now. I like it. Time for DBC picks. TJ won at Charlotte with Christopher Bell. Yeah. The score is now 14-12 to 7 with Freddie still leading. Brett, of course, is in second and TJ third. Uh, a distant third. <laughs> it shouldn't be non-existent. It should be non-existent third. Let's make picks for Texas. Freddie. Go ahead and pick, you losers. Freddie, who you got? <laughs> I'll take Denny Hamlin. Brett. Denny Hamlin. Jeez. Wow, I didn't really see that coming. Um, he picked Danny Hamlin because I've already picked Kyle Larson. You kid. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Um, all right, he man, took Danny Hamlin. Forever. I know I'm pulling a TJ right now. Um, Who I am you going want? to. Taking a TJ? <laughs> I'm pulling a TJ. I'm going to go with the guy that I would have picked last week had he still been on the board. But he was not on the board because Freddie Kraft took him and Kevin Harvick took him out. I'm going to go with the Wonder Boy, the Magic Man, Chase Elliott. He's got the golden horseshoe up his ass right now. TJ. Well, that changes my whole scenario here. I didn't think you were going to go with him. I will have already used Kyle Busch. Well, hell. (laughs) (laughs) 
Jeez. I got. I just need to beat Brett, so. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Reddick. Interesting. Good pick. Won't see him in the top Good six. Pick. All so, right. I'm sorry, Tyler. <laughs> Although I did pick Tyler earlier this year, and he, he, he did pull through for me because he made sure to bring it up that he – you know, he was like, I'm glad I could help you out. So, Tyler, this is your shot, buddy. Good news going to Texas this weekend for you guys. There's a 0% chance of rain currently on Sunday. That's because I'm not going. Yeah, we'll be home Wednesday. Every time I go to the freaking racetrack, it rains. This weekend was finally an exception to that. What can fans expect heading into Texas this weekend? Uh, well, apparently they're not using PJ1. They're using, I, I just saw a thing on a little bit ago, it's resin again. So the resin experiment's going to continue. Great time to do experiments. I mean, the playoffs really aren't that big of a deal. Unmute yourself. Great time to do it. What? I think so. I mean, the thing about Texas, Casey, is it's such a wide racetrack, and we got so spoiled by being able to go down there. I mean, if you look back at the races in 2003, 2004, 2005 – you know, we were able to run a lot of different grooves around that place. I mean, that's when uh, Casey Kane was coming into the sport, and he was uh, one of those guys that loved to run the high side. And the, the surface just changed so drastically after a repave and with the, the current package that we have with all this downforce and the, the speed through the center of the corner is absolutely insane, and it just makes it hard to pass. So you're going to see a track position game. You're going to see the cream rise to the top. The, the three organizations that have – cars left in this playoff they're going to be the best of the best and i don't foresee really anybody stepping up and beating those three organizations in these last four races should be exciting to watch i'll tell you what else is exciting is i was at a game yesterday a baseball game and i had a guy walk over to me and show me a video weren't you racing yesterday i had baseball first oh I went to baseball. I went to the ballpark at 9 that morning, and uh, Freddie came by, and he and I watched Bodie pitch. And then after Bodie got done pitching, we left. But in the middle of this baseball game, I had a guy come over to me and show me his phone. And on his phone was a race car going around North Wilkesboro Speedway. Mm. And that place looked a lot freaking better than I would have ever thought it was going to look. I know they've been out there doing some work. But I'm telling you right now, seeing that race car going around North Wilkesboro was freaking awesome. Hmm. What are you trying to say? Yeah, anything you want to hint at us? I'm just, I just think it's great because I know how much of our fan base, our older fan base, appreciates and loves that racetrack, um, and it's coming back to life. I mean, I thought this thing was dead. I thought we'd never see race cars out there again. Next thing you know, Dell Junior's out there. Picking, it up. He's out there picking up weeds and, and weed eating and spraying Roundup and, and all the things. And the next thing you know, we got race cars going around that place. So Speaking of uh, race cars going around, Freddie, what are you showing us? Here comes AJ. Yep. AJ. He goes to. You look at Colleague Racing and the things they've done to put themselves in position to, to win races and be fast and contend for championships. That that hire of A.J. Amendinger is probably the smartest move they could have ever made as a company because you take a driver who clearly has a lot of talent, a lot of experience, and he comes in 
only to have fun in a no-pressure situation. Now, I think that's changed because, obviously, he went from being a part-time guy last year to a full-time guy this year. Now he's racing for uh, an Xfinity Series championship. But from a leadership standpoint, that hire hands down helped turn the ship for Kyler Racing to go from a team that's just existing and putting okay cars on the track to a team that's putting – fast cars on the track won a cup race and i'm telling you right now we don't blow up yesterday we would have been in the conversation to win again so uh what would you see there freddie out of aj anything exciting typical aj hauling ass <laughs> i mean he's all over the place as hard as he can go right here. i don't know where he went where do you go on the board tj i haven't looked uh aj's seventh right now and his, I, la- his but, last lap was a little slow but you look at that i mean the, the good thing there is you got a rookie coming in and jesson haley's certainly not a rookie but he's never been in fast cars in the cup series i mean to look at what spire puts on the track versus what colic is going to a colic racing is going to tip the pull on the track that's a huge resource for justin haley i mean to have to have aj go out there and shake the car down and tell you what feedback he's feeling to get it close then hand you the steering wheel you go out and break it down um, like when you look, when you hear the words teamwork in NASCAR, that's what teamwork means. It doesn't mean the same thing as other sports, but when you have an organization doing things like this, it's, it's only good for your race car drivers. AJ went six right there, about a second off. I think you see it. I think you see it, especially with Haley at the road courses, especially like Haley's road course performance from, you know, whatever you want to say, two, three years ago to where it's at now is probably light years different. Uh, I mean, he was probably the second or third fastest car here on Saturday. Uh, so it's just, you know, you can see it. Like you said, one of the best things they did was get AJ and House over there to help that whole program out. Yeah, for sure. I got to go. We're getting ready to run. See you guys later. Have fun. Good Have luck, fun. Bubba and Freddie. You. Tell Herm uh, yeah. good, good luck with oh. his new role this week. <laughs> Stand for only about 18 hours to go. See you guys later. <laughs> well, TJ, you're off to everything's bigger in Texas land. So it's a good thing I'm True. not going because those Bojangles biscuits, man, I got to stop eating so many of them. Bojangles uh, biscuits are a plus, I especially love in the Bojangles studio. I man, the spicy fries or Cajun fries are probably my favorite. And the only bad thing about it is people in Texas don't have; they're not blessed to have a Bojangles. We need to get a Bojangles in Texas. No, but they're blessed with hard eights. <laughs> they are blessed with hard eights. Hard eight barbecue. Oh my gosh, there's some wait. of the best barbecue in the world oh. down there in Texas. All so right. many good places. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to comment. Send us some reaction theater messages and have a great week. Looking forward to it. Holla. See ya. Big record Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. You're going to win it.